Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning and welcome to the Friday Morning Devotions with Pastor White. We're here at another Friday already. Another Friday. Oh, This week actually did seem like it went by pretty fast for me. It just seemed like <sighs> past couple weeks have gone by extremely fast because we've been in this move from well, one house to the other. So, so are you officially out of we your are house? We're officially I slept. Well, I can't say I slept, but I went to bed last night at our new house for mm. the first time. I knew because it was totally, completely done yesterday, right? That was the last day? No. Uh, no. Actually, next Wednesday we close on our house and we oh. have to turn over the keys next Wednesday. We thought we'd have about a month after mm. to get out of the house and get it all clean and yard mode and everything all ready for the next family. But uh, then we find out they get possession as soon as we... Which was supposed to close today. Oh, but the the estimator did something wrong and had to redo paperwork, which is a good thing because we, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, because so, you weren't quite ready. <laughs> uh, finished my office, moving it over yesterday. Uh, Ben's going to come over today because he's my wonderful son that just loves mm. to serve his father. He's going to get all my computer and printer and all that hooked up for me. Uh, so I appreciate him doing that. But yeah, I woke up at 2 o'clock last night. I could not go to sleep in this new house. And so I just, I spent an hour with the Lord and then headed back over to our old house and just started cleaning up and mm. putting things away. And I need to swing over to your old house and grab some firewood. You better get it. <laughs> Any, anyone wants I, some firewood? I've literally got... been thinking that. I'm like, because we have campfires here and we always go down to my dad's house because he's got loads and loads of, of firewood. And I was, get it. last night I thought, doggone it, I missed my chance to get the firewood. So that's hey, good. I got a beautiful desk in my office still sitting there. If anyone needs a beautiful, honey oak. huge honey oak solid desk. It's very solid. Very yeah, heavy. that you need about four guys to carry. It's a corner desk. Yeah. Corner desk. So beautiful desk. Yeah. If you want a desk, that's a really nice one. We so, can't, we don't need it. So we're going we're gonna to try to sell it on Facebook, but I don't know. It's pretty, it's a pretty big desk. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know, when I uh, was outside here, I, couldn't help but want to sing. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm. What a gorgeous day uh, that we have here today. By the way, Sam Russell gets um, the gold star for being the first one to comment. Bing! First boom. one on. She there. was on fast. As soon as we started, she was like, boom, here. So Hello, Sam. You win, you win Sam. We, lo- we love you. Charla, Charla was shortly behind her, but okay. uh, Sam won it. <laughs> We should do it. We should do a. We should do something for the people. Whoever the first one is to comment on the live stream, and, as long uh, as they're good comments, yeah, yeah, keep them good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed Wednesday night uh, with uh, Billy Walsh. Um, he did a really good job. <laughs> he in his did message. do a good job. Don't know if he's listening right now or the Walshes are listening, but uh, Billy, we're proud of you. I actually told did him really that good job. after his message. I was like, he got done, and I I shut everything down. I was like, Billy. That was a really good message. You should be a preacher. (laughs) I told Ben, I said, everybody's going to love Billy if he preaches 20-minute messages. That's right. 20, 25 minutes. That's a sweet spot. So (laughs) Ben said, 
He said, no one's ever complained about a 20-minute message, mm. but in our message, yeah. you'll get a few complaints. After he was done, he goes, later. oh, it was only about 20, 25 minutes. I said, Billy, how many people complain about 25-minute messages? Now, how many people complain about our messages? Yeah. Just look at the stats. You're, you're in a good position. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I was, I was hopeless from the very beginning. The first message I preached, I preached in my dad's church. Mm. I had a three by five card, the sight of sin, the sound of sin, and the shame of sin. I mm. still remember the three points. Mm. I preached 45 minutes. Unbelievable. Nice. Yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit more there. So um, let me see. Uh, please be in prayer. Uh, we've talked to you before about uh, getting the church up and going. Um, we want to move ahead uh, only as the Lord gives direction here. So... Saturday night, 6 o'clock, I'm meeting with the deacons and with Ben out to our new home. Um, Brother Gear is going to be there because he's the head of security. And uh, we're going to go over some uh, uh, guidelines that we have from the Christian Law Association, Family Research Council. And then Ben sent me some today from the state. And so we've sent these off to the deacons for them to review. And we'll be talking about uh, some of these things. I'm just one of those guys that... You know, I'm, I'm like my uh, grandson, Zane. What is he, eight years old? Says, if God wants you to have coronavirus, you're going to have it. If God doesn't want you to have it, you're not going to have it. I thought, you know what? That's pretty good doctrine there. But we want to be wise. And, uh, you know, people just, they have feelings on both sides. I'm the kind of guy that said, I can't believe I got to wear a face mask to go into a store. I'm just, that just does something to me. And... Uh, I'm just one of those guys, let's go, you yeah. know, let's open the church, let's go, let's continue on the ministry, but I know we can, I know we have some guidelines that we have to follow, so uh, pray that God will give us wisdom, and I'm sure that he will. Anything else you want to say? Well, I just say, as far as, you know, people's feelings about the coronavirus, I totally understand I both too. sides, both sides, people that are very concerned about it and people that aren't concerned. I totally understand where both sides are coming from. And, you know, <clears throat> we think we just need to have grace with people that disagree with us. Cause but I've we know, some... we know we're not supposed to fear. Yes. Amen. You know, that's, that's just so clear <clears throat> in scripture. Do the right thing. Trust the Lord. Can we trust the Lord in this? Come on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. So we're trying to uh, really confront this thing with our own understanding, but we have to do it God's way. Well, anyway, we've been talking about the will of God, and it certainly applies to this situation that we've just thrown out there to you. Uh, so take your Bible and go to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we'll read our text. Uh, we were there Friday. Uh, Sunday, we talked about it a little bit during the morning service, and then uh, Monday, uh, and then Wednesday, and this is back on Friday. So we're going to work our way through understanding what the will of the Lord is. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, very carefully in life, not as fools, but as wise. Be a wise person. Understand the will of God. Redeeming the time, make the most of it, because the days are evil, and they're going to become more evil, the Bible said, the closer we come to the return of our Lord. Uh, verse 17. Wherefore, be not unwise, second time, we find that, but understand what the will of the Lord is, knowing the will of God for your life. 
So let's go back. Last Friday, a week ago, we asked you the question, does God have a will for my life? The answer is yes. Does he have a plan and purpose for my life? The answer is yes. What is the will of God? It's God's deliberate design, desire, and purpose that he has for my life and for your life. On Monday, we talked about maybe some of the reasons why God withholds the revelation of his will from us. And here we looked at the call of God, the four calls of God. And when we respond to the call of God, then he leads us uh, into his will. So the first call was the call of God in salvation. We're called to salvation through the gospel. We answer that call, then we begin that road of walking in the will of God. But that's step number one. Then we find the call of separation. Come out from among them and be separate. The call of sanctification, that everyone should know how to possess his vessel and sanctification and honor. And then we talked about the call of surrender or submission. I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Amen. And then we started uh, Wednesday looking at the methods that God uses to reveal his will to us. And this is where we backdropped into Sunday's message as we looked at 20 principles uh, that God has given us in his word that will lead us and guide us into his good, acceptable, and perfect will. Ben, pray for us. Dear Lord, thank you for this uh, time to be together. I pray that you will just uh, uh, show us once again more truths from your word. Help us to understand better what it means to understand your will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so last Wednesday we were able to <clears throat> knock off four of those off of the list. Number one, getting your heart in a condition that it has no will of its own. Probably the most difficult thing that we have to do when it comes to discerning the Lord's will. Not my will, but thine be done. Number two is clear your heart from any known sin and wrong motives. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So we need to get uh, all of the known sin and the wrong motives out of our hearts. So we'll be a clean hands, pure heart. Remember that. Search me, O God. Know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead, lead me. See, lead me. Show me your will. Lead me in the way everlasting. Then we saw we have to search the scriptures. Jesus said, search the scriptures. The Brians are more noble than the Thessalonians because they searched the scriptures. Profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. That pertains to the will of God. Now we come to the experiences of life. We kind of camped on that for a little bit because some people will use the experiences of life as a justification and they go contrary to the will of God. But what we're talking about there is looking at the experiences of life, the good decisions, the bad decisions, that you can go back, your life becomes a life message of what you should or should not do. We all have failures, right? in our lives that we can look back on and say that definitely was not the will of God. And hopefully others will learn from our mistakes mm -hmm. as well. So now we come into uh, number five. Listen to godly counsel, especially from older and mature believers. Let me say that again for you that are jotting that down. Receive godly counsel. Look for it. Ask for it. Go to those who are godly when you have decision to make. <clears throat> those who are mature, who are older in the faith, who have walked with God for some period of time. Uh, earlier, Ben and I were talking about, when we were talking about Billy and the length of messages, 
Uh, as you get older, you get so much more knowledge of God's word that when you're preaching, principles pop into your mind and verses pop into your mind and passages pop into your mind. And that's why you have a tendency, the older you get, to go a little bit longer, right, in your messages because you have that knowledge. So uh, go to those who are spiritually uh, mature uh, in Christ and get good counsel from them. Blessed is the man that walketh, what, Ben? Not. Not. <clears throat> Not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. He doesn't join up with sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. He doesn't sit down in fellowship with scornful people. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and that law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." So it begins with not listening to the counsel of the ungodly, but looking to the godly. Uh, listen to what, uh, I'll have you comment on these, but I'll, let me just read. This is just a few verses uh, from Proverbs. Of course, we know Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. He didn't always follow his own wisdom. But he says this, the way of a fool is right. What did we start on here? See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes. He justifies everything that he does. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. See then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in multitude of counselors, there is safety. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed but in the multitude of counselors they are established. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. So Ben, what do you have to say about that point of just looking to older, godly, mature believers for some counsel and direction in life? I think the first thing I would ask you is, why do people not do that? Pride. That's an easy answer. I think it goes back to, to this. A fool is right in his own eyes. I got this all figured out. <laughs> Remember when you were a teenager and you knew everything? And then the older you get, you realize you don't know anything. Mm. Yeah. So a fool is right in his own eyes. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. So pride is really behind that. Um, you know, will they say, man, I need some counsel. I think um, for me personally, something that keeps me from asking other people and, and getting that counsel is my own insecurities. So I'm afraid that people might be telling me what I'm doing is actually wrong. I think we all struggle with that, right? To, to just get open, honest feedback from right people. It's right in his own eyes. Right in our own eyes. And we're afraid of what people, we're afraid of any criticism. We're afraid of anybody saying, hey, that's probably not the way you should do it. And um, so it's our own insecurities that keep us from absorbing that wisdom, absorbing that um, counsel, absorbing that 
knowledge from other people because we're just afraid of what people will actually say about, and we could say anything um, about what type of husband we are, uh, what type of worker we are. Like, you know, none of us want, what if we could all get our coworkers around and they could all give their unbiased, genuine feedback about how, what we're like as workers. We would be horrified, like, ugh, you know? Or I think of us, as far as ministry goes, like if people could just give their honest feedback about our preaching, we'd be like, no, I actually don't want to hear that. And um, I heard a preacher, I was listening to some teaching on this about receiving feedback, and it goes with this, with getting that counsel. And he said, I came to a place in my life where I don't receive feedback, I crave it. So um, I think another thing to go along with this is that in order to get that counsel and that feedback from, from these more godly people, you need to seek it out. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they're not just going to come up and be like, hey, that preaching was terrible. Or you know what I'm saying? Or you're being a horrible worker. A lot of times they won't do that. But if you go to them and you genuinely have that heart where you're like, I want your feedback. I want to improve as a husband. I want to improve as a worker you know, to your boss, I want to improve as a communicator of God's word, get actual feedback, receive it from those people. I'm telling you, that's a huge thing that will expedite your growth as far as spiritually, as far as an individual. If you can uh, take that humility and say, I'm willing to receive any feedback you got. And I, I, I genuinely and I'll, want And I'll to say this. When you're going to an older, godly, mature believer, first of all, they're going to appreciate the fact that you came. They're not going to think any less of you. They're not going to judge you. They're actually going to respect you more because you came to them uh, for counsel and for advice. Um, so anyway, it's a, you know, it's just... It's a big How point. many verses do we have? How many passages do we have that say, humble yourself? Mm. Uh, so not only are we to humble ourselves before the Lord, but we're to humble ourselves before others as well. I also think, just as far as application goes for this point, I think this goes along with reading good books by godly oh, men. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how much wisdom and knowledge I have absorbed from people that I'll never get to talk to personally. I'm thinking about this one book right now that I, I read by this pastor, and I think it, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like five things that I would do differently in ministry and five things I would do the same. And really it was his 40, 50 years of experience, and he, he was just giving his knowledge of these are five things I did that were horrible. I wish I could redo them. And here's five things that by the grace of God, he allowed me to do. And I would do over again because God really blessed that. And I absorbed so much counsel from this man that I'll never talk to in my entire life. So I think reading good books, yeah. um, listening to preaching, thats those are other ways to absorb and get that wisdom from people you'll never get to talk to. And that's why I say I preach more from failure than I do from success. And so the older you get, the more humble you are Mm. before the Lord to realize your failures and you're willing to share your failures uh, with others to try to help them as well. So sorry, sorry, parked so long on that one, but I just think it's a good one. It's it's an important one. Such a good one. So important. Get that counsel from 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 godly men that have been through it, or women, or women. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of men. women. Women should go to women. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You got a good godly woman there. I mean, my wife. I can't tell you. Every day she is counseling someone, mm. and um, often she comes to me. Actually, twice she came to me yesterday. 
uh, because of a situation that she is she's counseling an individual in. But anyway, let's let's, let's move on. Okay. Okay. Uh, number six. Uh, we're still parking here on council, and here I have get the counsel of godly friends. Mm. First was the the older godly mature believers. Now, uh, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens. We're talking about spiritually. So a man sharpens the count of his friend. Let me say this: If your friends are dulling you spiritually, taking you down spiritually, uh, it's probably not the kind of friend that you need to give you counsel mm. and advice. Uh, several years ago, I was uh, teaching in uh, the Philippines. I was in uh, public school and had a large classroom of young people. And I, they all have plastic chairs over here. They don't, they don't have metal chairs like we have. They're all these plastic chairs. I've had a couple issues with plastic chairs <laughs> uh, in Laos. I, I was teaching for uh, all day, 10 hours in one day. Can you imagine that? That's Standing crazy. on a cement floor 10 hours a day teaching through prophecy. And I got so tired of standing. My feet were aching. Can you imagine holding this fat body up that long? Mm. <sighs> no spring chicken. <clears throat> so I decided I'm going to sit down and teach. I mean, the Pope does it all the time, yeah. right? He's always yeah. sitting down and teaching, so... Uh, I thought I would sit down, and I sat down in that plastic chair, and I felt something. Felt something move again, mm. and those legs went poof, <laughs> and right down I went. That was that was pretty funny. But um, I was in this uh, public school teaching these kids, and I was trying to show these kids about how easy it is for people to pull you down as opposed to you trying to pull them up. So I stood up on one of these plastic chairs, and I had one of the kids come, and I said, now, which is easier, for me to pull you up on this chair or for you to pull me down off of this chair? And it, it wasn't a, a big kid. It's, you know, there isn't any big Filipinos anyway. But uh, it, he, he grabbed my arm to pull me down, and I was trying to pull him up, and that chair broke. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and I went down What hard. a sight. Those Filipinos, they will never... They're not going to forget that That class will never forget that illustration. They were roaring <laughs> they thought that was just so funny but isn't that a good i mean you gotta your friends will either pull you up mm. or they're going to pull you down it's a whole lot easier for them to pull you down than it is for you to pull them up I, so i was reading, be careful i was reading a book on um uh the influence of the people around you and i think the book was called the proximity principle and the idea was that you are who you spend time with so true and i can't remember what the, birds of a feather flock together yeah i can't remember what the study was and i can't remember exactly the number if it was five or ten but i but the it was you are the average of the five or ten people you spend the most time mm -hmm. with so you take their personalities you take their their quirks everything and that averages out to you and the idea was that you know, if you want to grow in life and get around people that are uh, successful, people that are disciplined, people that are, you know, think about what you want to do someday. For me, it'd be, you know, I, I want to God to bless my ministry. We'll get around people that God's blessed their ministries and get knowledge from, just spend time with them. And, and, and then you will start to absorb some of their wisdom and all those type of things. But then the exact opposite too. You, you know, if, if I want to to, to grow in ministry, I, sh I probably shouldn't be around people that are, are pulling me in a negative direction. Yeah. So Hang out with godly people. Years and years ago now when we were at a, attending a basic youth conflict seminar where uh, Brother Gothard started his ministry by working with teens, mm. 
and he told about uh, how when he'd have these huge youth rallies, he said, you know, all kinds of good, wonderful, godly teenagers would be there. He said, but you throw two rebellious teenagers into that group, he said, and within a few minutes, even though they don't know each other, he said, it's like you, they have radar. Mm. And those rebellious teenagers will seek out each other. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think it's the same for adults, too. Yeah. 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 So, get good godly counsel from older mature believers. Make sure you're friends, Solomon said. Make sure they're godly mm-hmm. friends. Now, godly friends aren't going to hang around you unless you're godly. So, That's true. Uh, let's... Uh, and then, then let me just throw this in here. Make sure that when you do receive... I've given wrong counsel. Ben, I'm sure you've given Absolutely. wrong counsel. We've yeah. all given wrong counsel. Just make sure that when you receive counsel, you work it through the grid of Scripture. Uh, just like we talked about the experiences of life have to come through the grid of Scripture. And uh, Take all of these principles together. I think that's such a big one because when I was young, I would bank on one principle... You know, like I could get counsel from godly friends and they genuinely were godly and loved the Lord, but I, I needed to take that in the whole of everything else. But I, let me give, give you an illustration. Here, a, a while ago, uh, I was with a group of pastors, okay, and I needed some counsel. And I was dealing with a situation and I shared this situation. It was a marriage issue. I shared this situation. Not your marriage, a, a marriage issue. Not mine. <laughs> mine is okay. Mom and I haven't lived together since October. Hey, they're doing great. <laughs> pray, for, pray for us now. We'll see how strong our marriage is now. Welcome to, welcome to everybody else's quarantine life, right, guys? You're like, welcome to the party. Uh, we're back together again. Wonderful. Um, what was I going to say? Oh. So I needed some counsel in, in counseling this couple. And so there were several pastors there. And I said, hey, guys, I want to share something with you. And just let me hear your feedback. Every single, every single one of those pastors said they should get a divorce. Now, that was wrong counsel. Hmm. But these are good men. Every one of them are good men. But they all, all thought that in that given situation that... They should get a divorce. Well, anyway, be careful. Make sure that it filters through Scripture. The best of men are men at best. Yeah. So always take that consideration. All right, number seven are sermons. Okay, we got six done. Mm. Number seven, what? Oh, we've been here a half hour. Oh, my goodness. Is that a... We only got three done. That's not bad. Is that all we got? Was three done? It's not bad. Not bad. That's horrible. We got twenty to go. Hey, I always say, "There's next time." <laughs> so whenever I teach the teens, and if I have like certain points, I only get through so many. I'm like, "Well, looks like uh, we're revisiting this next week." <laughs> Sermons, morning devotions. Mm. Okay, God can give you wisdom. Come to church asking. If we come asking for bread, we'll not receive a stone. We come asking for meat, we'll not receive a a, a serpent. Right, mm. and so come when you when you. Come to uh, church when now we're live streaming. Come and say, Lord, show me your will. Speak to me today. Use the pre- Pray that God would use the preacher mm. uh, to speak into your hearts. Here's, here's the verse, First uh, Thessalonians 2.13. For this cause also we thank God without ceasing. 
the Thessalonian church, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard from us, and you hear the word of God from us, we're your pastors, ye received it not as the word of men. You don't say, ah, oh, that's just Pastor White's idea. But as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually, look at that word, effectually worketh also in you that believe. So God's word, because they were excited and ready, remember they received the word with readiness, they were ready to receive it, they were looking for God to give them something, some direction in life, um, it had an effectual working in their life. So get your heart in a condition that has no will of its own. Clear your heart of any known sin. Search the scriptures, experiences of life, godly counsel, counsel, godly counsel from friends, but be careful there. And then sermons that God can use or morning devotionals, just like we're having right now to lead you into God's will for your life. We have to wrap this up. Ben, you know, anything you want to say? I'm just going to wrap it up because we've already gone 30 minutes, so I don't want to jabber on. So <laughs> good, yeah. good, good practical things today and even for me good things for me to go back over and to to uh resaturate my mind with. well it looks like we'll be back here on monday okay and then probably tuesday or wednesday wednesday, yeah, wednesday. <laughs> maybe um, we'll go all the way through next week i don't know sunday yeah we'll be praying sunday. about sunday um the lord's just been really impressed me larry gear said something when we were talking together of course larry he's much older than i am He's the head of our security team at yeah, church. Yeah, and just a wise guy. Um, and he just said something to me. He said, you know, what we're going through right now really has caused me to realize what's important in life. Mm. And so I'm going to start dealing with that. I think I'm going to do a little series on what is important mm. in life. Now, what is everyone thinking is important is health and prosperity. Mm. Interesting. Money. Yeah. Everybody's concerned about money, right? You cannot turn the TV on. You can't watch. Are you tired of watching the news? Same old, same old. Health and finances. But we're going to talk about that Sunday. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let's close in a word of prayer. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.